It's Thierry Henry! He scored! He's scored! Yeah, but that's what I'm only taking. Is it recording me now? But it's just basically what we're talking about. Um, yeah. Just talking about what happened yesterday this season. Oh, yes! Yeah. Welcome to Manchester United! Anthony Martial! So basically. What I was actually saying was that I haven't recorded in such a long time, but I'm recording again. Um, basically, I wanted to call um, what was it, Ben and Ola. I tried to get them to call um, to come through today, but they were so busy. Um, obviously, we're kind of busy now watching the Champions League and Dybala. All of you know, man has been praising him for the last two years. How many players did I say he's better than? How many, I said he, I said he's the best young striker, young talent in Europe. I have been banging drums about this boy and what is the 31st minute, two goals against Barcelona. I think all he just needed was that big stage, that opportunity to get himself out there. Obviously, people are like, oh, it's a hipster talk, hipster movement, you know, when you try and rate a player that you don't think is good. But honestly, I've been praising him for the longest time and it's just just reward. Anyway, guys, I'm here with another podcast. It's been such a long time, but I've got with me Peter. And a man that runs the podcast in the background, Manny, in the studio. Anyway, today's topic, guys. Arsenal. What's today's topic? Arsenal. But what did, what did I say the title of the topic was? Arsenal Abused. Yeah. So, <laughs> today's topic is called Arsenal Abused, Away with Wenger. So, that's the topic. Um, Peter Hare's an Arsenal fan. Devoted Arsenal fan. Pete, I've, n- I've known you for how many years now? Oh, what's it called? Well, it's been a while, you know, that's seven, seven, seven plus years now. Seven plus years. And seven, eight a, years. You've been an Arsenal fan, all thick and through man. all your life. 23, you 24 know. this year. Manny over here. Manchester United fan. Manchester United fan. So, obviously, while I'm recording the podcast, you can imagine Manny's, when I used to be Ben and Ola. Smiling. Smiling, talking about United. We'll get, we'll get to United. But right now, we're just talking about... Um, sorry, guys, as you can imagine, um, my phone's going off because of the, all the Dybala movement. But yeah, so like I said, today's topic is away with Arsenal. No, it's called Arsenal Abused. <laughs> away with Wenger. Away with Wenger. So basically, I just want to run... Um, obviously, yesterday was a madness. Um, Arsenal got smashed. Free, um, 3-0 and what's funny is that one of my followers asked me before the game Mike, do you, what do you think today's prediction is going to be the first thing that came to my mind was Arsenal going to lose 3-1 then I said it's possible that if Arsenal get on the front foot and score first they could win like 4-0 because Arsenal blow hot and cold like that they can be so good but yet so poor at the same time but initially what I thought was 3-1 obviously it ended up that Arsenal got trashed 3-0 so I'm just asking you, what do you think about? I mean, you've been an Arsenal fan for seven years. Seven it's not, years, yeah, well, yeah. well, not. Too, I've known you for over yes, seven years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've lived together and stuff, yeah, yeah, but yeah. at no point since the time I've known you have you known Arsenal to be this bad. I mean, you've always finished top four, things like that. 
what, give me, give me, give me an insight into how you're feeling right now. This ain't no Arsenal fan TV, but okay. just give me, give me a one to one on how you're feeling right now. Well, I, for, okay, for as long as I've known you, my opinion on Arsenal have has always been the same. So, FA Cup, arguably the most prestigious football in, trophy in English football. For me, it's not good enough. Original well, the top, FA Cup, apart from the Premiership. Apart from the Premiership. Okay, yeah. Okay. So, you've got the original top four, when you break it down. You've got Man United, Chelsea, Liverpool, and Arsenal. That's the original top four. Original top four. Okay. Yeah. Some, in, if you want to... It's debatable. But yeah. they're just those them top four, yeah. Okay, yeah. Out of them top four teams, yeah, finishing top four, three of them have won Champions League. Okay, yeah. Yeah? Mm. As an Arsenal fan... For me, finishing top four and never won Champions League is a joke. Okay? Apart from the money in terms of the business side, fair enough. But as a fan, all we care about is trophy, as a fan. Yeah. And as a fan, I've been alive for 23 years yet. Yeah. Wayne's the only manager that I know. Hmm. Never won Champions League. Been to one final. Yeah? So that means all them years we finished top four to get to Champions League, we're just participating in it. We're not competing. Yeah. And there's a, there's a, people need to recognise the difference between the two. If you're going to finish top four to compete in a competition, the idea is to win it, not not just to gain financial freedom from it. Okay. Because even the financial gain that we get from it, where's, where's, look, how, look how many plays that we've, we've had over the years. And I was, I was listening to um, a pundit, I can't remember his name, but even he was even analysing Arsenal and how we spent more money over the years, gotten better players, but we've declined in our um, our performance, mm-hmm. and that says a lot. It's either Wenger was the players, yeah, one one of the two. Yeah, my opinion was from when Arsenal kept kept on being consistently in top four without winning the league. Yeah, was okay. Everyone's like Wenger out, but before you say Wenger out, Arsenal need to finish below top four. This is the season we're going to finish below top four. I'm saying it now. And then we can analyse. If Wenger stays and we finish outside top four, then it's a higher up issue. Mm. I look at Arsenal as um, anyone that plays FIFA. Career mode. At the beginning of your season, you get primary objective, you get secondary obje- objective. If you meet your primary objective, which most, most of the time is to win the, champ- win the um, league or to qualify into um, Champions Cup, which is your secondary yeah. um secondary goal if you meet your top one primary winning the league and not your secondary they won't sack you mm. Arsenal's primary goal every season Wenger is to finish top four and don't you think that's belittling of the club I mean what is your do you think top four is enough just to say that okay cool the board has an expectation yeah. Wenger finishing top four do you think that is limiting how far the club can go I think it's definitely limiting and it's a joke like for me I've lived through the year so as a football fan, I could be like, okay, you know what, Wenger's finished top four, it's an accomplishment to some extent. Okay, let's fast forward it 20 years from now when I've got when I've got a child. And I told my child, Wenger's the best manager Ars- um, Arsenal's ever had. How can I prove it to him? I go on Wikipedia, he sees, okay, yeah, he 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 um, <laughs> go on, he went so many years and, you know, finishing top four. Okay, besides from that, so let's put, let's put Wenger's um, Ferguson up, won Champions League, FA Cup, Premier League titles. Let's put Marino. Fair enough, Marino's been from club to club, but trophies, Guardiola, trophies, even Ranieri, Leicester, trophies. You know what I'm saying? Mm. With Arsenal, when it comes down to a fo- core football fan, the little gritty 
accomplishments don't mean nothing apart from trophies. Mm. And let's take money out of it because money is a new, it's a, it's a newish thing that's coming to football in the last 10, 15 years, arguably. But it just goes to show you that, yeah, I don't know, man. Wenger and Arsenal just need to, everything needs to change. The whole squad, Arsenal, things just been there for too long. What was that, Manny? Hmm? What you say? You said it better not. No, 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 no. Uh, what, do you, what do you think about Arsenal? I mean, coming from a United fan, I mean, even we'll, we'll get to your club in a minute. I mean, right now, no, 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 we'll get to your club in a minute. But as a United fan, you, you, you grew up winning. You understand what I'm saying? You won many league titles. I'm, I know you, not, you might not be as, you know, as in-depth as in football. Every fan has an opinion. Every fan has a voice. Okay. Are you happy with what you're seeing not from your club I'm talking about I'm just talking about Arsenal in general do you see them now as like a laughing stock um, yeah well, I think Peter definitely mentioned some value points in terms of the fact that they haven't won the Champions League um, even stuff like, um, like yesterday they lost 3-0 um, I don't know I just think I don't know I think Arsenal fans are a bit confused as well because of the fact that I don't know, more time, they say a lot of time that they want to keep, um, what's it called, um, Wenger. Wenger yeah. But then a couple of months down the line, they'll be like, oh, they get rid of him. So it's just like, rah, I'm getting, it's a little bit self-contradictory in that sense. Do, do you know what I think it's like? I think yeah. it's like being in a long-term relationship with a girl. Right, 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 right. You've had, you've experienced, or um, let me talk, let me talk at it, um, let me look at it from like a girl's point of view. Yeah. When she's been with a guy, you've got that honeymoon period. Mm. And, the honeymoon period. Every everybody that gets into a relationship, we I can get into a relationship with somebody. You can get in relationship mm. with somebody. You can get into a relationship yeah. with somebody. But we can all have different levels of honeymoon period. Yeah. Your girl's honeymoon period could be, I don't know. Um, we're related to. Let's say your girl's honeymoon period is she likes. Um, let's say she goes to like different um, spa breaks within the country. Let's relate that to a team finishing top four. Let's say my girl's honeymoon period, I take her to spas in five-star hotels around the world. Mm. So you're still taking her out, but you're it's within London. I'm right. going all over the world. Right. Let's say you're staying within your county. So they're all honeymoon periods. Mm. Obviously, they're different levels. How I see Arsenal is that the honeymoon period that they had with Wenger, the highest point they achieved was going unbeaten. Yeah. You need to see it as they've gone unbeaten that's the pinnacle. Winning the league and going unbeaten. You bar the season that Chelsea had the next season where they amassed a high number of points but only lost one game. Winning the league unbeaten when you've had nothing. Imagine a girl who going from um, guys not taking it seriously to go to Nando's and then all of a sudden going to the Shard. Yeah. Relate it to Arsenal who are virtually winning nothing. Yeah. They now had a, between like 1996 to 2003-04, they had a period whereby competing for the top four, yeah. won the title, FA Cup, so they won doubles, yeah. and then you cap it off with going unbeaten in the season. It's such a high. Mm. So Arsenal fans' standard have been raised. And you need to think about it. They were the top two clubs mm. in England that time. It's not like it was a flash in the pan. Yeah. Consistent level of improvement. Mm. So you've got, I think they won... 2001-2002 league and then 2003-2004 so I think the 2002-2003 was won by United but 2001-2002 Arsenal 
2002-2003 United and then 2003-2004 Arsenal now went unbeaten so you can see that even though there was a break there's such a high and right now it's it's that that relationship where you've experienced so much you've reached Champions League uh, final you had that good run so imagine a girl who's in a relationship with a guy who initially starts off good honeymoon period everything over a prolonged period and then he starts treating her like shit and who are we talking about? Are we talking about Wenger. We're talking about Wenger. So like, let's say like, <laughs> let's say, let's let's say, let's say that like, this is a, a, a then he starts. Let's say that like, now Wenger's now now started to treat Arsenal like shit. Like how a girl would be treated he like got, shit. He got but yeah, and but the girl will be like in relation to Arsenal fans, they'll be like, oh. But why are you doing this? No, why he's doing this? But I want to break up with him. But I, I remember. Him. Yeah, I love him, and I remember what we've done. Mm. I remember what we've shared. So it's so, especially with more Wenger. Com- more complex than that. Yeah, though. especially with Wenger, like, you know what he's, you know what he's done. You know, you, you, with yeah, Arsenal fans, it's taken Arsenal fans so much to even consider the fact that yeah. Wenger has to go. Yeah. Before, everybody's like, nah, give him a try. It's Arsenal Wenger. It's like but, Ferguson trying to get, imagine Ferguson going through a drought. Yeah. No United fan would be no, like, no, 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 no. oh, Ferguson has to <laughs> no. go. Because... Think of what Ferguson has done. You understand what I'm saying? So it's it's bonkers. But then that, that poses the question, who would replace Wenger as well? Exactly, that's the thing. So even though, like right now, Arsenal are in trouble. Yeah. I, I, I said it before the season started. Arsenal are finishing in top four. Mm. And I feel that they needed something so dramatic to happen mm. to spark a change. Almost like, let's say, um, you start eating. And start eating loads and loads and loads of food mm. and then one day you try and put on your favorite jeans mm. and it doesn't fit mm. you're gonna be livid mm. you're also <laughs> the way Arsenal play now is the same way we've been playing for the last 10 years you could arguably say and if you want to say them last 10 years in top four has been the quality of Arsenal football has been good it has but you need to understand that top four isn't top four anymore. It's top six. And with that being said, all these new teams, let's say, um, you had Leicester last season. You've got um, Tottenham, an addition to the um, to the to the title race. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So with all these new clubs, it's like, it's Arsenal's average performance to get to the top four. It's being, it's being challenged by better quality teams of a lower calibre, yeah. if that makes sense. So last season, Leicester were the better team because they won the league. But they had, in terms of class, the, the calibre of, of, of players that they had was lower than the likes of my United, Chelsea, yeah. Man City, Liverpool. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like in due time, it was always going to happen. Like Arsenal, that type of team, will go a couple games unbeaten, some draws, um, some wins. No losses. Yeah. Everyone will be... Um, Hooraying. And this is what happened this season, um, um, come November, we were winning. You're even top of the league. Ten, top, um, 10th of December, you're yeah, top of the top league. Top of the league. And it happens every season. We just ride our luck, ride our luck. One nil wins, we'll, get, we'll concede a sloppy goal. And even like how we start matches as well. Like Arsenal shouldn't, shouldn't have to concede a goal to know that we have to step up our game and fight back. Yeah. From, what I, from what I learned about football is you attack from the get-go, but then our defence is shaky. So how can we attack, which will leave our defence vulnerable and the way Leicester played last season that whole pass into long pass ball to Vardy and Mahrez in it 
you get inside the box, you had Kante holding the midfield, which you can say has been a big consequence for Leicester. And that just goes you to show you that when you sell a player, you need to replace them. Easier said than done. But Arsenal have had so many good players. Fabregas, Van Persie, the likes of um, Lomberg, Perez, Vieira, Vieira, Bergkamp, Henri. The list goes on and on. And in my opinion, till this day, none of them have been replaced. Yeah, Ozil's good. But as much as I love Ozil, he's not consistent. Sanchez is good. But of someone of his frame and talent... Only one man can do so much in it where he mm. plays as well. And on top of that as well, he was playing striker, centre forward, beginning of the season, banging in goals, and Wenger's moved him out. So yeah. the formula's been changed and we can see what we can see what's happened. So on that sense it's Wenger's fault. Everything else in terms of money wise, management of the team, who we should bring in, who we shouldn't. Like, come on, like we I've heard some ridiculous players come to Arsenal, players that I've never heard of. I think uh, what it is is that also you when you the time where you you were still getting to top four like what you said right now there's now an addition of teams mm. so I think right now even though the minimum is top four the challenge to get into top four is much harder yeah understand what I'm saying right now you've got I mean look at the league as it is now you had your original top four so I don't know when everybody else in this room started watching football anybody listening. But top two, Manchester United, Arsenal, always. Yeah. One, two, one, two, one, two. For 2004, five, Chelsea, that made it a three. But it was always mostly Arsenal, Chelsea, Liverpool and Manchester United. Yeah. Tottenham in and around. Villa used to be in and around there. The odd time you had Newcastle, this was way back in the day. Then Leeds, Leeds roughly between 1999, 2000, when they were still a force. Big force to the likes of the Harry Keels, the Mark Bajukas, the Ian Hearts, the um, Rio Ferdinand. Sorry, I'm just reading off names from my head. But that was back then. But now the challenge to get into there is harder. I mean, you've still got quality players. But don't you still think that even with the players, Wenger's still underachieving? I mean, you've got the likes of Sanchez. You've got the likes of Messi Ozil. I mean, those are, those are arguably... In if we're if we're having a debate about it, arguably more than not, world class players. You have world class players now. So what is stopping you from making that extra? You know, if you were a manager right now, forget fee for anything. Mm-hmm. What would you change? Who would you buy? Who would you sell? What would you change? Something has to change. Okay, Jim. Like you said, that the team isn't bad. It's not all that bad. But I feel that it's the mentality that Arsenal have. The idea that... Um, okay, okay, what's an... Only made up a very, very valid point when, when Arsenal won the league. And oh, I can't remember who they were playing. They were playing... I, can't, I think they were playing Tottenham. And Tottenham had to score one goal or something. And they were celebrating. Going crazy. Okay, yeah. And the mentality that Henri had is that we had scored one goal, only one goal we had to score to win the league. It was all on you to, to do it. Someone said, I can't remember, I think you know what I'm talking about. But that, that hunger, that desire, that literally, that, you know, that kid tantrum, like when someone scores a goal or when you get fouled, that, that anger. Arsenal don't have it, none of them have it, the desire to play. So even if Wenger was to go, what's to say that that mentality won't change because Wenger doesn't play. On the, on the pitch it's the, it's the players 
scientists can only do so much. But then again, if 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 ten people decide not to listen to Sanchez on the pitch, there's only so much you can do. It's, it's, it's all this shouting is falling on deaf ears. There's no unity within the team, and because of that, obviously, is there's that saying: um, "United we stand, divided we divided we we fall or, yeah. or conquered in it." Yeah. So. What made me think about Arsenal now, yeah, is that you have Zidane, one of the greatest players of, um, of, of his time. And he said that he would rather get Leicester than Arsenal in the Champions League. And that says a lot. So there's two things that come from that. Obviously, Leicester never been in Champions League, different style of football, let's watch out for them. Yeah. But then there's also the lack of performance, which Arsenal have that, that, that household... You mean you would rather get Arsenal than Leicester? No, you'd rather get Arsenal than Leicester, okay, yeah. yeah. And that household name that Arsenal once had that was fed is no longer there. That fair fact is no longer there, which 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 means the likes of Crystal Palace can can beat us three 0 which which means that people can come to the Emirates and beat us. We haven't won the Premier League in the Emirates yet, and we've been there for for quite a for quite. A, I was still in secondary school, I believe. Go on, saying it's three years since I graduated. That's a long time. Yeah, I can't. Them ones there in it. So for me. When, if Wenger stayed, man, Wenger stays, man. If he goes, he goes, man. But really and truly, I think it's the mentality that needs to change. Then once they're like, we can blame fingers and stuff, bring new players in. Because we brought loads of new players in. We had Fabregas, he left. Went to Chelsea, went to Barcelona. May not be considered a club legend. But as a football fan, I'm going to swallow my pride. I'm going to realise, OK, if I wasn't playing, what, what, I would have probably done the same thing that Fabregas done. Van Persie left. But I'm saying even the likes of Adebayo left as well. Maybe wasn't our best player, but he left to win trophies. Has he won trophies outside Arsenal? Yeah. He has. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Sure. Kalichi left. You know what I'm saying? Um, Nasri left. But I'm saying that all these players, you could arguably say, yeah, at one point played together and were just as strong as the Arsenal team now, if not stronger. Mm. Okay, so put that... Let's say all of them players stayed and we had Ozil and Sanchez. That mentality will still be there. And what makes a great player is the, is the mentality is to play sloppish. Because Ursula on his best day could be arguably one of the best players in the Premier League in his position. Yeah. Arguably. Oh, yeah. is on his day. On is. His day. I would give him that. Okay. Definitely. Last season, the assists that he had and the goals he scored were considerably up considering his first season at Arsenal. Yeah. So look at Ursula now. Look at, let's, let's put the mentality of someone that's lazy. He doesn't really care. He can't be bothered. I put that into the likes of Messi. Messi ain't gonna perform. Yeah, he might do a good pass or something, but there's gonna be no impact in the game. That we've seen that with Özil. Sanchez, on the other hand, he's got that hunger, that desire, but only. You know I'm saying? Foot, football's not a, a one-man team. With the likes of Messi, Ronaldo, yes, they're phenomenal. Neymar, phenomenal. Suarez, phenomenal. But in order for Suarez, Neymar, and Messi to score goals. You need to have a decent midfielder. You need to have decent um, um, defense. As a, as an attacking player, you need to you need to know that you can keep the ball up front, knowing yeah, that if the ball goes back, that your defense can sort out. Arsenal don't have a good defense like that. As soon as we pop, as soon as we concede one goal, we can we concede another and another. Czech's come, and he's been on the decline. Czech was one arguably one of the best goalkeepers in Premier League, in Premier League. And look at him now, injured or out. I don't know what's going on with him. Our second goalkeeper, Ospina, don't know where he is. And we had to play our third goalkeeper <laughs> yesterday in the Premier League. Imagine if we were in the Champions League. 
Well, you were in the Champions League. Yeah, imagine if I, you still were. <laughs> you lost 10-2 on aggregate. If, I, I don't know any Premier League team that's lost 10-2 on aggregate. So it's a joke. It's a joke. Bayern came to Emirates, our home ground, yeah, which they say yeah, is meant to be your 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 ground that you're meant to boss your your home in it. Yeah. Is that is that someone coming to your house, yeah, and literally just taking everything, literally just taking all your belongings and, and, and going and telling telling you to pay for it back? Arsenal have, yeah. Arsenal have the highest tickets in the Premier League. Yeah. So I'm assuming that. When prices go up, yeah, the quality gets better. That's that's the normal philosophy behind prices going up. But the, the quality's gone. The quality's declined. You can't base two players on a team, Sanchez and and Ozil. It's it's not good enough. If they were to both be injured, which is the same as them leaving, let's say they're injured for the whole season, what's going to happen? There's no one to replace them on the bench. I get I get what you mean. So them going to me, I don't really care if they go or not. Because the squad, there's, there's there's no depth in our squad to be for me to be like okay you know what yeah let them go, we're still gonna we're gonna be all right because even when they are performing we're still doing bad. Yeah, that's what that's what that's all I have to say about Arsenal for now. Basically, what um what I'm just basically gonna say is that I agree with like, a lot of what you said. Obviously, coming from obviously I know it's coming from your heart. Um, basically, a lot of a lot of uh, I mean a lot of my followers now they know. Um, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, I didn't think Arsenal were finishing in the top four this season, period. Not because of, like you say, they've got decent players. I mean, if you look at club for club, they're not really, when you look at the players that they have, they're not out of place. I mean, the teams that are above them, Tottenham, player for player, I mean, they've got probably one, two or three. Well, actually, right now, it looks like they've got more the way their players are performing. But when you look at Arsenal, I've always said it. I said it's not, the players per se it's the mentality Arsenal right now they don't have the mentality to win if you no matter how good of a player you are if you don't have a mentality you're not going to win you know we've seen we've seen the likes of um, we've seen we've seen Wenger yeah. qualify with top four even like let's say they're better teams now we've seen him qualify with worse teams into the top four those were players who wanted to play for him they had, when, when the backs were down, when the chips were up, even they had the likes of the Shamax, you know, those you know those were players leading the line. The mentality was still there. There was still a bit of mentality in the club. Right now, you have better players, but the mentality is, you know, I, I, said, I said this thing before, I think I tweeted it. I said, did I tweet it or I said it on one of the, um, I said on one of the shows that I was, um, I was linked with. I said, right now, is that you have players like Sanchez, who are throwing a shot, complaining, and people are looking at it like he's a bully when he just wants to win. You understand what I'm saying? And because nobody's on, I'm not saying he's perfect. He throws a shot. Every top player throws a shot. I've seen Messi soak, Ronaldo soak, Neymar soak. I've seen Ronaldinho soak, Henri soak. I've seen, every top player soaks. It's part of the game. You understand what I'm saying? But... In a team where the other top players or other players who share that kind of mentality, they share that that desire. It's a desire to win. You know, you see um, Ribery and Robin recent weeks, they've come off um, um, Carlo Ancelotti, have subbed them off early. They're sulking. It shows that you want to be on the pitch. You want to play. You want to help the team win. It's not a bad thing. But 
how Arsenal are set up now is coming across bad because the players don't have mentality. So all of them might be looking at, oh, there's something wrong with him. He's a bully. You understand what I'm saying? Because in him, he's a winner. He wins for, he's won for his country. You understand what I'm saying? Even. Twice, Even. you know, and beat and beating some of, he's beating Argentina. I think he beat Argentina twice. Twice. Uh, you know, Copa to win Copa, Copa America. Yeah. So he's an international achiever. You understand what I'm saying? He's won a couple trophies for Barcelona at club level. He's won a couple trophies for um, Arsenal. And obviously he scored in that FA Cup final against Aston Villa. You know, so he wants to win. He's shown that he wants to win. He's a winner. So you can't fool him. But right now, I just, I, I think I tweeted something about Ozil the other day and I said he just looks disinterested. Lethargic. He, he doesn't look like he's interested. He's, he, he can't, currently looks like, I want to get my wages and I want to go. I'm not really putting any effort into where the club is going, what's happening with the club or nothing like that. I just want to get my wages and I want to go. That's how I see it. You know, he's not really looking at... It, it just just looks uninterested. He doesn't feel that anything is going to happen. When you feel something's going to happen, your game has that needed urgency. I know I slay Ozil that oh, he's not good at... But the truth is that a lot of the slating comes from how good you expect a player to be. You don't criticise when, when Messi uh, feels like not winning a World Cup, everybody's in uproar. Why? Because of how good a player is. This is somebody who's trying to cement his name as one of the greatest players in history. Understand what I'm saying? So when he sulks or when he doesn't perform, people be like, oh, look at Messi. Save it, Ozil. You hold your players to a high regard. I'm not saying you hold him to Messi's regard because Messi's an astronomical. But you hold him to the high regard that he is. So obviously he's going to receive the fair share of criticism he gets if he's not performing well. And honestly, that's that's basically how I think it is. I feel like Arsenal right now, you know, I, I you know, because I don't have Ben and Ola here, they're the ones who normally bring a lot of the banter, every joking, but I just feel like right now Arsenal need to finish where they need to finish. Ninth or tenth. <laughs> I'm, I'm being serious. Like finishing fifth year is just the same as finishing ninth or tenth. You don't you don't you don't get any financial gain or any European matches. Yeah, you might get Europa if you're fifth. But with that being said, would Arsenal even win Europa? Sixth or seventh <laughs> or eighth, as far as, as far as I'm concerned. Even the, the staffing as well, injury is a problem as well. I was watching one um, YouTube video analysis on the medical team in Arsenal and the amount of injuries we've had. Yeah. Now let's look at Wil- Wilshire, for example. Yeah, it may not be everyone's cup of tea, but... He's played more 90 minutes and he's played more games on the Bournemouth than he has for Arsenal. And because they, they manage it well. So imagine all the players that got injured, resisting. Tannic gone to waste, in my opinion. Wonderful, wonderful player. Wonderful player. DRB. You know what I'm saying? Van Persie as well wasn't really the same when he... He had that hunger and he's got his talent, so he kind of still performed on a, on a, on a, on a very, very high standard. But he wasn't the Van Persie that he was before he was injured. Yeah. And, you know, like training, the mentality, you know, psychological training. It's not just the physical and all that stuff has a mental, has a major key in how a player recovers. And I feel like with Arsenal, it's like, okay, let's just get him back to running. The rest he can sort out. And there's more to that. I don't know the ins and outs of Arsenal's managing staff. But from the, from the amount of injuries we've had over the season and the lack of players to swap over with them is is very 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 poor alright 
um, I mean, apart from that, is there any other topics that you feel that you could, you could, um, is there any other topics you feel that you could shed some light on this season? Is there anything like that you wanted to talk about? Um, Ranieri getting sacked for me was a bit harsh, but it just goes to show, let's bring back to mentality. Um, Leicester won the league last season. Yeah. Probably the best, highest thing they can ever do. Once you go, once you're up, you can only go down. So it was unfair, but it just shows you the mentality. They won something big. They were doing. They were underperforming really, really bad. Something had to change. And look at them now. Yeah, I think um, I made a joke on the timeline in relation to that. I said that um, Leicester showed more ambition than Arsenal. You know, they've um, they showed more ambition than Arsenal. <laughs> they they weren't doing well in the in the league, in the Champions League. Sack Ranieri, even though it's it's not a decision that went down. I think he was just obviously set up for that sacked him but the results after they've shot from 17th to 10th right. they've won like they won like five out of six games in a, like five games in a row out of six you know Vardy's come to form players like that so that was that was like even that was even an um, interesting point it's a tough one because when I've done my analysis yeah there's no I in team mm. but let's look at Chelsea from last season beginning of the season it was like Chelsea ain't going to win the league Chelsea not going to win the league they signed Kante Ranieri's mistake for letting them go, my opinion, shouldn't have done that. And look at Chelsea now. You could arguably say he's their backbone to some extent. Yeah, it definitely is. I mean I I I I've even said the reason why they the reason why they're winning the league is due to I mean, you've got the brilliance of Eden Hazard, you've got the brilliance of um Costa of Costa and Fizzard, but I feel like the reason that they're even competing to this extent is due to the brilliance of Kante. Kante has been, it, for somebody that's like five foot six, five foot seven, he's been a monster. Uh, yeah, and even with my analysis of football, there was the um, the whole controversy of Ronaldo throwing a, a tantrum when Urza was sold. Yeah. Okay. So Barcelona is a bigger club than the likes of Leicester. You know where they can be put in their place. They have that caliber where they have to perform regardless of who they sell. Yeah. Let's look at Leicester now. Childhood dream. You know. Winning champ, winning the Premier League, that you sell Kante, their backbone, that little, that that's a big gap in the way they played in it, yeah. missing in it. Then once they're in it, so as a player, I'm gonna be angry in it because that's something which winning the league once you're gonna want to win it again. Yeah. Then once it's, it's no longer a dream now, it's more uh, an accomplishment in it. Yeah. So go in it now, yeah. in it. So I'm not saying that that's why they was they they didn't perform for him. And he's such a nice man as well so he's not he's not like the likes of Ferguson or um, Mourinho and stuff and he's a really gentle and nice man in it but I think they've done him wrong I'm not a Leicester fan I don't know what goes in and out but from an outside perspective I think they've done him wrong and I think Kante going maybe 10% 5% which is a lot of the reason why they probably might have turned him in even 1% but it may be a contributing factor fair enough I mean, obviously, basically, like I said, this was just to quickly um, catch up on basically what happened yesterday. Um, I know some of you lot have been really messaging me, DMing me, um, saying that I should release more podcasts and that where's my, um, what's they call it, consistency in relation to that. Obviously, you know that I'm involved with some other projects um, in relation to um, Voice Off and Football Voices. That is a show whereby... And we take one fan from each club and what they do is like they do a 1v1 battle 
uh, just f- um, about the upcoming game. So obviously we've got Manchester United versus Chelsea. Uh, we're going to do an Arsenal versus um, Manchester United, a big one. Probably looking at getting um, two big Twitter personalities, having them go at it. Um, I'm even thinking of asking some of the lads from the Touchline um, Fracas podcast. You know, I'm looking at... Um, is it? Um, I'm looking at IO, which is also known as Dysonomics, to try and see if I can get him involved. So just like two of the biggest fans going at each other, trying to debate who they think is the better. It's drama. It's, all, it's kind of like um, the gloves are off, boxing. Um, that's the kind of concept we've based it around. So I've had that, which I've been working on. I've also been working on the um, the radio, the radio station thing. Uh, I went in there today, and um, to try and you know tie up the loose ends. Uh, hopefully, I should be looking at getting something within the next three four weeks, getting something out. Um, I'm trying to look at um, basing it on how I don't know if you guys watch the herd. I don't no. think you know it's an American thing. Um, that's in relation to basketball, NFL. <clears throat> and things like that I'm trying to get that kind of concept I'll record it put it on the timeline occasionally just to get um, just to get people interested but yeah that is what that is what that is what um, that is what I'm looking at um, apart from that I mean it's been with me I've got so many more projects which is why the podcast has kind of taken a backseat it's not like it's not a route it's not a route that I don't want to follow it's one of the ones but it's not the main route I want to follow. I think this is just giving me kind of a bit of an exposure and obviously of the platform I have that people can listen to my opinions and whatnot. Um so thank you guys. I've had Manny here today and I've had Peter. It was a blessing to have you both. Thank um you. next week though, guys, I'm gonna be recording another podcast, but this one is going to be me on my own. It's in relation to Fanimo Focus. So if you can remember last time the topic was um DLP Rise of the Controller. So the next one's going to be um, the death of the number 10. So I'm going to be talking about the the number 10 as a player, as a position, as a role. And I have a few points in relation to, I think that that position is dead now in modern football. There's no player that actually plays in the position as a number 10. They might play the position. They might play. No, there's no player that plays the role of the number 10. They might play that role in a different position, but to play in the role that it normally is, the space which it normally occupies, I think that space is dead. Um, I've got different points um, relating it to how it could be related to probably tactics or the um, evolution of different formations and things like that. But yeah, guys, uh, make sure you tune in, make sure you retweet. Um, big up Talk That Talk, big up Touchdown Fracas, big up... Um, Pre-Shop Tequila, The Receipts Podcast. These are podcasts that I listen to uncensored. I listen to so many podcasts apart from my own. So any podcast that comes out, I'm listening to it and I'm retweeting it. If I'm not retweeting it, um, is it even blacklisted? I don't know if you guys listen. These are, uh, uh, this is apart from sports, these are just various um, different podcasts, even Dysonomics podcasts. So many podcasts I listen to, I'm just supporting everybody who's putting their, you know, their effort, their time and effort into doing that because it really is, you know, a big thing right now. So I just want to thank you, PR. I want to thank you, Manny, for being here. And good night, guys, and God bless.